0: Salem Media Group, staff, management, or advertisers.
1: Now here's your host, Jennifer Jackson. It's a great day today at Simply for Women. I'm so glad to be with you, and I'm grateful we are in a series called Give thanks we want to be thankful grateful people it says in Psalm 100 that we enter his gates with thanksgiving and we enter his courts with praise so today let's just kick it off with a prayer God we thank you we thank you for today we praise you wherever we're at no matter how we're feeling we want you to know that we love you and that we give you praise in Jesus name amen amen well listen in here's a lesson on giving thanks Yes, I do. That is, our, that is Jesus in us. That is how he wants us to be. I started looking for the first time in sixth grade. Now, in sixth grade, we lived in Indianapolis, Indiana, and it was the year of the blizzard. My dad had lost his job, his career job, and he took a job for a bakery. You know, the Bible says if you don't provide for your family... You're worse than an unbeliever an infidel that's what it says and i look back on this time and he took whatever job he could find to put food on the table we had high heat bills in the middle of a blizzard and my dad was working as hard as he could we had one car and i'm on the school bus and i'm i met this girl named alice and i realized she doesn't have what she needs she doesn't have the proper attire for this weather And so I came home, and I said to my mom, Mom, can Alice come home after school tomorrow? And she said yes. So I go back to school, and I said, Alice, you want to come over today? And she said, yeah, sure. And so we come home. My bedroom had a a laundry in it. It was like the utility room, step down. But I had a bed spread, and I had uh, childhood stuffed animals. I had my record player, a few records, and some Clothes in the dresser, clothes in the closet. And so Alice comes comes in from school, and I go in the kitchen, and I get a trash bag. And I hand Alice a trash bag. And we go down into my room, and I said, anything you want. Load it up. And she does. She starts putting... and I said, anything. You take it. And she's loading her trash bag. And I'm standing there going, Lord, please not the Amy Grant heart-to-heart album. <laughs> and so... <laughs> I, don't, I don't think she took that one, but... You know, it took, it took faith. I'm like, here we go. And so she's, she is loading her bag. But you know, that was so good. That was so good. I looked for a need. I saw it. You are not too young to begin giving with whatever you have. You can begin to give. And so, but the second problem is once you look, you're overwhelmed by the need. You start to see the pain everywhere. You start to see the needs everywhere, the hurts everywhere, and, and the financial needs. And you say, God, it's too much. I only have this much. How am I going to help these people? What are we going to do? And so what you have to do at that point in your life, you have to say, I want this lifestyle, but I have to ask the Holy Spirit where to give. We want to be a good steward of what God has given us. And if, if not, you you I, you could give it all away And you have to be careful to to say, God, where do you want me to give? How do you want me to give? Who? And beginning to look and to ask. You know, at different times, I've given to different churches. I, you know, give to different organizations. You know, wherever you see the need and you see that you're being fed, but we want to ask the Holy Spirit and let him lead you, and he will show you. He will show you exactly how to be generous. And the next part is we have to stretch Oh, we have to give until it hurts. Did you realize that in America, if you make $33,000 to 45000 combined household income, you're in the top 1% wealth of the entire world? That's a really staggering statistic. And you think about that, and you say, Okay, God, but I have needs, I have desires, wants, but how could we stretch We have to say at some point, I want to give until it hurts and really stretch. And we have someone on staff that did this, Kim Davis. She is a pastor on our staff, wonderful woman of God. 20 years ago, Kimberly was a stay-at-home mother in Lincoln Village, and she has a family room off her kitchen. She invited the leadership of this church to have dinner in her home on Wednesday nights. Well, what she didn't tell them is that she only had $37 a week for grocery money. They didn't know that. And she invited the pastor and several other leaders to come pray. They could plan. They could, whatever they needed to do, and she would provide dinner for them. So that night, Kimberly, she would pick the meat from the bulk of her grocery money, her meatloaf or a roast or chicken and noodles, and she would cook them a nice meal. And then the next day, Thursday, was left overnight for her family from that. And then the other five days, she said they really struggled. And they had to have, you know, noodles or rice or just different things, whatever she could find. You know, 20 years ago, she had no imagination that one day God would bless her and she would be able to be on staff, pastoring you, ministering to you, and she would actually be one of those leaders that she gave to them. And you know, when, when you start these stretches, you have no, you don't know what God's gonna do, and you may not see it right away. You may not see the fruit for a while, and that's why it's hard, and that's why it's a stretch. But Kimberly was able to do that, and now she's reaping the reward from that. It says in 2 Corinthians, whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly, but whoever sows generously will also reap generously. And it's spiritual as well as in the physical. So I challenge you today to stretch. I don't know how, I don't know where, or what God's gonna show you to do, but I challenge you to stretch. The next thing about... uh, a lifestyle of generosity, I don't want you to forget the church Remember the church. The church is God's vehicle for spiritual change. You know, Jesus is the one who said, I will build my church. A church so expansive with energy that not even the gates of hell would hold it back. You know, I want us to be like, that's us. That's the west side of Columbus. We are a generous people. We are a giving people that everyone around this area, they know I could go there. And if you are sick, they will pray for you. If you need something, they will help you. That we are a generous, godly people. That's the church. It's the most powerful vehicle, and Jesus came up with this idea. I learned a lot about the church globally when we went to Africa. We went to Africa because you all gave for the roof of some churches and you gave for an orphanage, and we went to see it with Bishop Kabatya. When we arrived in Africa, we, the, one of the last days, the bishop said, "I want you to see the three churches in the bush," and. I want you to know on the way there you are on this highway in the country it's hot and you can see mount kilimanjaro in the background and we saw a giraffe along the highway as we're going toward these churches it was incredible you know we have geese that cross the road right well they have baboons (laughs) that cross the road there it's so fun to see the animals there but anyway we get to if this is in kenya and we pack in aren't these people beautiful we pack into this church and there's no back on it and there's only like half a roof so I'm on stage and I'm taking the picture of this and the bishop is right next to me and he said they're so excited because we've given for part of their roof and so I, I leaned over and i said okay but let's give for the rest of the roof and the back and then i'm you know i'm thinking we could get some pillows here and you know kind of start decorating <laughs> i'm ready to give it all let's get a floor let's get everything and i was so excited and the bishop says no And i thought okay so um we get, we get outside the meeting and he says come over here let me explain something to you jennifer He says, you can't take their joy away. He said, it's great that we're helping them, but if you do all of it, this is their church. This is in their town. These are their people. They are a light, and they are excited to give. They are participating, and this is the church there, and so we participate. We partner together, but you know, let them be involved. And I said, okay, I, I get it. That's awesome. And then he said, I want to introduce you to a woman. And we met this grandmother. I think I have a picture of the grandmother right here on the left, this beautiful grandmother. And he said, you're going to watch her. She's going to ride the motorcycle. Well, the pastor had a motorcycle. You know, we do, we do four services, but this pastor had to ride the motorcycle to four you know, locations of these little churches. And grandma rode on the front of the motorcycle and she did not want to miss any service and she went to all three he said she gave the land jennifer that grandma gave the land for the three churches and there she's on the front (laughs) and she did she hung in with us all day long that grandma and we saw the other churches i think i have a couple more that one only had like a third finished but they were so excited it was the church remember the church It's God's vehicle for change. You know, when I was growing up, my mom taught me to clean a good bathroom. But it was her way or the highway. Oh, yes. And if you didn't do the bathroom right, you had to redo it. And so you had to clean the bathroom mom's way. And this is kind of the thing about God. He has some things that he says, this is how we do it. This is how... I want you to do it. And one of those is God says, I want the first. I want the best. I want your first fruits. Let's look at Proverbs 3, 9. It says in Proverbs, Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruit of all your crops. And then in 2 Chronicles 31, 5, this is the Israelites. They did really well here. As soon as the order went out, the Israelites generously gave the first fruits of their grain, new wine, olive oil and honey, and all that the fields produced. They brought, they brought a great amount, a tithe of everything. Well, when you give the first fruits, you know, you all are doing that right now. You may not realize it, but you've said today, God, I'm giving you my time. And I know what's going to happen tomorrow, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you're all going to start the busy rat race. We have responsibilities. We have to go to the grocery. We have to clean the house. We have to get the kids ready for school. You have work to do. You have bills to pay. You have responsibilities. But you're saying, God, today, this is your time. I'm giving you the first fruit of my time. And you know what? He's going to make it up to you he always does that it's the same way with prayer you know we all think oh I'm too busy to pray I don't have time to pray well you know we run 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 who can pray but if you will stop and pray with that first fruit and say God I'm giving you this prayer he will make it up that's how he works he's so awesome in that way so I challenge you to give God your first fruits I do I challenge you Give God, give God your best. Give him your first fruits. He deserves that which is excellent, that which is worthy because he is worthy. He is good. Well, we're learning about giving and we're learning about giving thanks and having an attitude of gratitude. I'm Jennifer Jackson and you are listening to Simply for Women. We have a testimony coming right up.